Welcome to the Don Pravda and Erica Gray show, The Twist. Welcome to The Twist News. I'm Erica Gray. Today I was listening to Vasily Nebenzia. He is the Russian UN ambassador, and he was speaking about Ukraine, of course. And he was talking about the European Union and Russia and the European Union and the United States. But his view, which we're going to look at in just a few minutes, and you're going to listen to parts of his speech, his view, I've heard before, is the idea that the European Union is following the lead of the United States and that the United States has essentially led the European Union into the Ukraine-Russia conflict. So let's take a listen to what he had to say, and we're going to go over, and you're going to get my two cents. That's right, my two cents on the topic, because I have a lot to say here on this issue. So let's hit it. Hit it. My hammer. I like my hammer. Ukraine is not the only one losing from this conflict. After all, perhaps the main loser is the European Union itself. I would like to take this opportunity to address the representatives of the European Union countries. You spent so long building the European project. You were proud that you managed to formulate a common foreign and security policy. We remember the times when the European Union cherished plans for its own geopolitical role, it had a special opinion on a number of key international issues. We are amazed at how easily you gave up all these ambitions. Returning to the ranks of obedient U.S. satellites on command, the conflict in Ukraine, which you are so diligently fueling by raking out the remains of weapons from European arsenals, aggravates migration problems in your countries, it affects your energy sector. As we learned this week, the direct losses of Germany alone, considered the locomotive of the EU. From the anti-Russian sanctions imposed by the United States amounted to at least $200 billion. Strictly speaking, where are European interests here? It's a pity that you forgot that the United States and Great Britain have always been the main beneficiaries of any conflict on the territory of continental Europe. And they deliberately incited contradictions in this space in order to prevent the emergence of another geopolitical competitor, a united Europe that lives in peace and cooperation with its neighbor, with Russia, consistently, through young Europeans pursuing American interests, they injected you with Russophobic poison, and in the end they completely poison you, and now, instead of strategic partnerships and profitable joint economic projects, you are painting Russia as an enemy, and you are shooting yourself in the foot, supposedly freeing yourself from energy dependence on our country, falling into a more stringent energy dependence on the United States, moreover, Today not only Ukraine, but the whole of Europe risks once again becoming a springboard for military confrontation. So, Nebenzia says, strictly speaking, where are European interests here? It's a pity that you forgot that the United States and Great Britain have always been the main beneficiaries of any conflict on the territory of continental Europe.
and they deliberately incited contradictions in this space in order to prevent the emergence of another geopolitical competitor, a united Europe that lives in peace and cooperation. This is loaded because it's alluding to this relationship, this partnership with the United States, the UK, and frankly, in my opinion, this is dated. This is a different order. Europe is an emerged empire, and the UK exited the EU, is now struggling it's not got that same clout, and Europe is gaining clout. Okay, so let's see what he said next. With its neighbor, with Russia, that is loaded. To prevent the emergence of another geopolitical competitor, a united Europe that lives in peace and cooperation with its neighbor, with Russia. So what Nibenzi is saying here is that the United States, and he's also blaming the UK, is trying to prevent Russia-EU relations consistently through young Europeans pursuing American interests. They injected you with Russia-phobic poison, and in the end, they completely poisoned you. He's got a point here because of NATO and this whole idea of sovereignty and this stressing of sovereignty and Ukraine having sovereignty. He's got a point. He gives the United States too much credit. And now, instead of strategic partnership and profitable joint economic projects, you are painting Russia as an enemy, and you are shooting yourself in the foot. Russia had tried to get in on agreements and was poo-pooed by the European Union. But what Nabenzi is saying here is he blames this on the United States, supposedly freeing yourself from energy dependence on our country, falling into a more stringent energy dependence on the United States. Got a point there. What Nabenzi is saying is he's blaming the influence of the United States on the European Union for the war in Ukraine, Europe is after that wheat crop. We know that Europe wants Ukraine as part of its union. But maybe what Nabenzi is saying here is that there could have been some kind of a agreement between Europe and Russia. And he, say, he stated earlier in this speech that they again wanted trade pacts on the potential for peaceful relations with the European Union. The Eastern Bloc nations all view Russia in a very negative light. They view Russia as being dishonest, as going against agreements, as lying at the table. 
I know that's a view of a Chechnyan politician who I interviewed. Lithuania, talked to a Lithuanian journalist. You can't convince him otherwise either. So within the Eastern Bloc nations, they seem to be the biggest champions of the idea that Russia is going to go beyond Ukraine, and you almost can't tell them otherwise. So I don't believe that Nabenzi is accurate here. I don't know that that peace is really possible given the view of the Eastern Bloc nations. I don't believe that this is all inspired by U.S. thought because the European Union empire is forming on the basis of its own ideology. The federalist ideology drives the European Union, drives the European movement. It's for its own interests, but because it's bringing in 20, well, 27 to potentially 37 nations that all have its own experience, and many of them border Russia, many of the countries border Russia, close to Russia, and they feel they're still living under the Cold War mentality, and there's almost no convincing them otherwise. And they're part of this European Union. They're part of this evolving empire. I don't believe that the U.S. has as much influence as he thinks. You also have the Federalists who will take the Russia-Ukraine crisis as an opportunity for more Europe because they've been wanting more Europe all along. This becomes a reason to campaign for the things that they have wanted, such as an EU-wide defense and other aspects of a unified Europe, which now they can campaign to the citizens because of the Russia-Ukraine conflict being billed as Russia aggression. Russia is going to go into many more countries. So there's more involved in this, doesn't have this kind of power within the EU movement, within the European movement. They're following the beat of their own drummer. They're following the toots of their own horns. America almost doesn't exist in some of their minds. I mean, except that we've got NATO over there and they want their own defense. Oh, but you know, NATO will be a, a pillar. Of course, they'll, they'll take it. It's a gift. Even if they have their own defense, to have NATO on top of it becomes a gift, makes them stronger, lends to their strength. Let me know what you think. Do you think the Russia-Ukraine conflict is mostly driven by the United States? Is the United States the driver of European Union foreign policy? I don't think so. We're not the driver of European Union policy. Now, we are part of the collective West, and we're in league with different outcomes. Europe is looking to have the Ukraine be a member of the European Union, and we're looking to sell gas. They're looking for an increase in GDP, increase in numbers, increase strengthening their empire, and we're looking at gas deals. And I don't even know what else we're looking for. 
our being over there doesn't make any sense at all. I don't even know what our strategic interest is, except maybe that we're selling defense weapons. I heard a clip of Victoria Nuland saying that we're keeping the defense industry busy. That's what we're doing. And we're also causing food prices in the United States to just skyrocket along with gas and other necessities because we're paying the tax on this conflict. I hope you found this informative. Please check out my Amazon store for products from all over the world, most of the places that I visited or report on. And if you don't subscribe, hit hit the button. Go ahead, hit it. And stay tuned till next time. Tune in next time for more from Don Provder and Erica Gray for their twist on world news.